Welcome to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Erin Martin, and I'm a holistic health and life coach. I teach you how to master your emotions so you can feel in control of your choices and build better habits, mind, body, and spirit. Follow along and you will discover how to increase emotional flexibility and resilience through simple lifestyle changes and mindset hacks. Here we go. Episode 13, Managing Expectations. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast with myself, Erin. I am an emotional health coach. And if you've never listened to this show, then welcome, welcome. Um, This is a little show where I talk about tips and techniques and tools to help you to cope better with life's up and downs. So that is my goal on this show is to help you feel better. And I know that feeling better, a lot of people would say, isn't the purpose in life. But when I say feel better, I mean feel more capable, right? Feel able that no matter what life throws at you, you can manage it and deal with it and get through it. Okay, today we're going to talk about expectations. I'm going to kind of break down expectations for you. We're going to talk about what the purpose of them is. Um, We're also going to talk about why we have them and what the results are when they don't get met and how to mitigate that pain that comes from either things not going how we thought they would go or maybe us having expectations of others that whether or not they are logical or appropriate, regardless if we feel quote unquote let down by those, then that also can create a lot of you know negative emotion for us. Because a lot of pain can be created for sure when we live our lives expecting a lot of things from others or from ourselves even, right? Like, Managing expectations, I don't just mean of of things external, I also mean of ourselves. And especially like if you're somebody who is a people pleaser or a perfectionist, managing expectations is huge. It's huge work to do and it can really help to take some of the pressure off of yourself and your relationships. First, I want to say, what is an expectation? So I just looked it up in the dictionary. And it is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So operative word there is future. So expectations are things that are yet to come. They are over there and we are over here. They are up ahead and we are wherever it is that we are at. Expectations, therefore, kind of exist in the mind because they have not happened yet, which means, sorry, that if they exist in our mind, then they are in our control. Now, there are two words that were listed as very related to expectations, which I thought was kind of interesting. The first one is a supposition, which is an uncertain belief, and an assumption, which I think is very related to an expectation. 
And assumptions are things that are accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. <laughs> so that's really good. And I think that sometimes you can ask yourself, which one of those am I actually in? Am I making an expectation right now? Am I making an assumption? Because we kind of have no problem refuting our assumptions. Like we all know if I'm assuming something, then that could or could not happen, right? We're just kind of guessing. But with expectations, like the word expect means kind of that, like that will happen in our mind, like that's supposed to happen. But really so many of what are, what we think are expectations are actually assumptions. And if you can see a lot of your expectations as assumptions, then it can be a lot easier to deal with the fallout, right? If that expectation hasn't been met, for example. And I was thinking about where expectations really kind of come from and how we learn about them. You know, when we are children, there are certain expectations that we learn to have if we are, you know, hopefully raised in a, a healthy, healthy way and a healthy supportive home, then we're going to expect that home is safe, right? That there are people that love us, that we will be fed and clothed and have shelter. You know, as we kind of get a bit older, we expect that we'll have friends and there are people that will want to play with us. And, you know, some kids start to expect that they always are going to get their own way. <laughs> I was definitely not one of those kids. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> and so as we grow up into being a teenager or an adult, our expectations of life change. Maybe we expect we're going to have a job and that we're going to have money and that we're going to get an apartment and you know, maybe we want to find a relationship or a partner. So... There are lots of kind of expectations that we have for our life and the type of things that we should be successful at and, and have or own. And where expectations can kind of be damaged, let's say, is when there's trauma involved in childhood because it kind of like dirties, let's say, um, for lack of a better word, dirties our expectations. So maybe... We don't expect that the home is going to be safe. We expect that it's actually dangerous. And we expect that there is nobody that cares about us, right? We expect that we're maybe alone. We expect that, you know, the world is going to be against us and that, you know, no matter what we try to do, it's never going to work. And maybe we expect that even though we want a partner, no, in no future place does, does anybody see or think that we are we are amazing because we probably believe that we're not amazing. So we wouldn't be able to expect that from somebody else. Trauma can screw with having healthy expectations. I'll just call them that for now. And when as adults, we can look at, you know, how maybe our expectations are inappropriate or like over the top. Maybe we expect of ourselves or the amount of expectations we put on others can generally trace that back to some sort of trauma in childhood. And remember, trauma is not what happened. It's how your, your system adjusted to it afterwards. So trauma is 
As a child is when our kind of our sense of safety is broken, we come disconnected, and then that feeling of safety is never restored after for whatever reason. But if we carry those wounds into adulthood, then some of the things that we expect are also going to be affected. So as adults, um, I'm going to give you some examples of expectations you might have if you have kind of a healthy foundation and versus maybe an expectation that you might have if you know you have some some healing still to do so one would be i can trust people right i i can trust people and i can count on people and the other one would be people disappoint me and these are beliefs but you can also think of them as expectations right like i expect that people will disappoint me the next one is um, I can achieve anything. So anything I set my mind to do, I'm going to be able to achieve it. And the unhealthy expectation there would be that I'll never achieve anything. Like I'll never amount to anything. No matter what I do, it's never going to be good enough. So this is kind of showing you how beliefs can be influenced by expectations. Okay, one is that people love and appreciate me. And the flip side to that would be that no one loves me. And the last one would be, I think I mentioned it, that the world is a safe place. Like me, I expect that the world is a safe place for me. Like my life, my immediate life is safe. But I didn't always feel like that. There was a long time that I expected that things were dangerous and that I needed to always have my defenses up. As your coach then right now, I would ask you to just kind of look at the type of expectations that you have and to ask yourself whether are they more trauma-informed or do they come from more of a place of safety and security? And just kind of be aware of that and, and keep it in your keep it in the back of your mind. And hopefully some more things that you hear while I'm speaking are gonna help to um, help you to understand that a bit more. Next, let's talk about the purpose of expectations. I think this is really, really vital to understand because it helps to take the um, moral judgment off of expectations. Expectations are totally a normal thing. And actually your brain is built on expectations, right? How it functions. Your brain is like a prediction machine. Basically, that's how it works. So any sort of experiences that it goes through, it saves the memories of those and then it uses them and saves the memories and the outcome. And then it uses that information to decide how it's going to act the next time something similar might happen. So basically your brain is always in expectation mode as a way to keep you alive, right? As a survival strategy. To expect that we can live expectation free is not reality, okay? Um, even if consciously you think that you can do it unconsciously, like that is that is how your brain functions is through expectations. That's why I like to think of managing expectations as a better word than, you know, learning to let go of expectations because, I don't know, letting go of expectations seems just doesn't really seem, uh, you know, practical. <laughs> and this is what the brain does. You know, the brain is, I was just talking with somebody, so incredible. I love my brain so much, like my best friend, my brain. <laughs> I definitely don't see it as my enemy. I know that it can be afraid and, 
you know, do things that because it's coming from fear. And really, I think all of our job is to like grab our brain's hand and say like, they're there, that's okay. But the problem with the brain is that it gets very dramatic, right? The brain is very, like it's a drama queen, I like to say. It's very like all or nothing sort of um, energy. And so it takes that idea of expectations and it just like runs with it. And having expectations for our future really does help to create a sense of safety because we think, okay, that's going to happen there. That's going to happen there. I'm going to do that. That person's going to do this. That's going to go this way. And then I kind of have now, quote unquote, predicted how I'm going to feel in all of those situations and what I'm going to do. And generally the things that we expect, we expect them because we think we're going to feel better if that is, you know, if that expectation um, is met. And then we like that, of course, because we always are kind of trying to create more pleasure for ourselves. Like we never move towards negative emotions generally, unless we are like suffering with emotional addiction, which is totally also very possible. But we typically are moving towards emotions that we like and moving away from emotions that we don't. In this way, you can see the purpose, often a lot of the purpose of expectations is to move us towards a feeling that we like. However, <laughs> what often happens, as you know, is that our expectations aren't met and then we actually experience the opposite. So it's like we're going for green and instead we get red, right? Or, or we're hoping, we're expecting a lollipop and instead it's like a rotten banana. And I don't know why I came up with that example, but that's kind of how our brain looks at it. And so because we were expecting that, just the fact that it's not getting its way, it like kind of freaks out. It's like has a little temper tantrum about not getting its way. What I want to tell you as a coach, as far as managing expectations, is that managing expectations manages emotions. But it's kind of the other way around. It's like managing your emotions helps to manage unmet expectations. Let's call it that. I'm going to take the angle that if you want to manage your expectations, what you need to do is learn how to manage what happens when they are not met. Because that's really the key. Like I said, you're going to have expectations. Like why, why the heck not have expectations? That's okay to expect things. What's not okay and is causing your pain is that when they aren't met, you feel bad because of it. And if you learned how to feel less bad or feel bad and let it go, feel bad and make it mean something that doesn't keep you in this stuck, frustrated place, then it wouldn't matter as much. You just chalk it up to, oh, that's just new information I can, I can save for later. You know, I expected this person to do that. They told me they would, they didn't. So good, noted. <laughs> or, you know, I expected myself to get this podcast episode out on Saturday, which I did not. And then I was like, well, that's kind of disappointing. But what did I do that made that not happen? I figured it out. And then I was like, okay, moving on, right? So we want to kind of be able to move through the disappointment and unmet expectations and learn from it as a way to move forward and maybe from an unmet expectation, we learn not to expect that the next time. 
but to sit and wallow in that sorrow and pain and whatever else is there, uh, it's just kind of like unnecessary. The emotions that come from unmet expectations, uh, generally, I was thinking are disappointment, uh, anger, resentment often, feeling let down. And then sometimes what we make an unmet expectation mean can also induce some different feelings like uh, shame or feeling insecure, right? Like if somebody cancels plans on you and then you kind of make it mean all oh, because they don't want to hang out with me because they don't think I'm a cool person or they think I'm a loser or they're bored with me or I don't know, whatever. What you make it mean, what your un unmet expectations, what you make that mean also um, is up to you. And we need to choose stories that are empowering and not stories that put us in a, um, a position that doesn't really serve us or help us in any way. All that being said, definitely the more expectations that you have, the more risk you're at for these emotions to happen. And that's totally okay, right? That's a choice. And I guess kind of we want to make conscious expectations. I think a lot of our expectations are unconscious. We just kind of go about life, just, you know, throwing expectations out there like, you know, dust in the wind. The truth is like when we have an expectation of somebody, if we can have it with a bit of a sense of looseness or flexibility, flexible expectations, that's the word I'm looking for. If you can have flexible expectations going in, you are going to be the better for it on the way out because, you know, if it goes through, then cheers to you, <laughs> success, you win. But if, you know, the expectation is unmet, well, then maybe the sting doesn't hurt quite as much if you try to remain a bit flexible. And let's just uh, a quick reminder about what creates your emotions your thoughts and your stories and your perspectives. So if you want to manage the uncomfortable emotions that are on the other side of an unmet expectation, what you really need to manage are your thoughts. Okay, what are you making it mean? What do you make it mean about you? What do you make it mean about your situation, about your, your job, about, you know, your self-worth or your self-image? And if you can manage your thoughts around those emotions and process them in your body, like I've talked about on previous episodes, like feel them in your body without judgment and don't resist them, but just allow them to be there, then you can move through it. You can extract the lesson and then move on. You know, modifying your... Back to the people pleaser perfectionist types. This is one place where actually looking at the expectations themselves is really key because our gauge of what is realistic and appropriate can be really skewed. So sometimes checking in your expectations with somebody else, like somebody that you trust to just say, listen, these are the things that I am expecting of myself perhaps, or of this family member or of this party that I'm going to. Can I bounce that off of you? Does that sound like 
something that is realistic or am I, am I being too much? It's really useful to count on our relationships, you know, the people in our lives that we have intimate connections with to be a guidance system for us. So much of our life, we just kind of put our head down and mull through, especially if we're like kind of hyper-independent types or pride ourselves in on how autonomous we can be. Reaching out and asking for advice or my, my girlfriend calls it just getting eyes on it, you know, just like getting eyes on our expectations by um, somebody else, I think is very valuable. And maybe that person is a friend or family member. Maybe it's your coach. For sure, I can tell you that I hear really kind of wild expectations that people have of themselves. And, you know, that said, pretty much 90% of your expectations of yourself are a bit harsh. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, we always expect too much from ourselves. I don't know why we do that, especially if we're used to feeling let down then for sure we're going to expect a whole bunch, either from other people or from ourselves, because we're comfortable in feeling let down. Like that's familiar. We're not comfortable physically in it, but we're used to feeling let down. So yeah, like if talking about traumas at the start, like if feeling let down is a trauma that you kind of carry and we're feeling disappointed, and that's something that you are quote unquote, you know, safe in, meaning it's familiar and your, your, brain, your brain and your body knows that pain, then maybe you're going to be an adult who has a lot of unrealistic expectations, you know, just as a way to keep feeling that pain, which I know sounds really messed up. But these are the type of things that our brains and our bodies do. And that's okay. It's a matter of becoming aware of that, and then working on the steps to, to try to heal those traumas and Re rewire those beliefs that you have and just start to let them go. How to know if an expectation is healthy or not. I think the main takeaway for you would be to ask yourself, how much will it hurt if it doesn't go how I want it to go? Because if that pain seems really quite a lot, you know, like I don't know, on a scale of one to 10, it would be everybody's <laughs> scale of what's painful is different. But I mean, for me, I would say an eight and above. Like if I think if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be an eight or above upset, you know, suffering, disappointed, whatever, resentful, then I, I kind of like to say, okay, maybe I need to, I need to update that expectation a little bit. I need to dial back and just kind of see what I like to maybe adjust it at all. And then takeaway number two is that whatever feelings come from those unmet expectations uh, is just created by your thoughts. And if you can manage your thoughts, you can manage your emotions. That is a powerful self-coaching tool that everybody should learn how to do. And if you didn't listen to how to be an empowered storyteller in your own life, parts one and two, then go back in the episodes and give that one a listen and you'll kind of understand what it is that I am talking about. So the name of the game is Conscious Flexible Expectations. Okay, that's what we're going for here. And uh, it's just going to make your life way better. Where the trouble arises is that 
You know, people think of expectations as certainties, I would say. And if you're going to be making flexible expectations, this is kind of how I think, you know, I would suggest that you do it. You have an expectation of somebody, let's say, and you can have that expectation in your mind. Okay. Like I have an expectation that my partner, that my happiness matters to him. And that's like a, <laughs> that's like the trunk of a tree expectation tree. From there, there's a whole bunch of branches that come off of that other expectations that I have. But the foundational expectation is that my happiness matters to him. However, if he does something that makes me unhappy, because I have thoughts about it that make me unhappy as well, then in my mind, I think, well, there got to be a reason for that. Right? Like I look to try to kind of rationalize why that expectation might feel like it's not being met. So then rather than getting angry when something happens that I feel like, you know, my expectation has been broken there, it actually just puts me into a place of curiosity. So I guess a flexible expectation when unmet leads to curiosity. And that's a really great place to be in because it helps you to level with the person. Like most people who disappoint us, like they don't really mean to do it. Like people are just doing themselves. Like they're just, they're just doing their life. You know, shit happens. They're not able to be there in the way that you want. Or you have expectations for yourself and shit happens and you're not able to, you know, live up to the standard that you've set for yourself. But Again, I could beat myself up or I could go to a flexible expectation. It's like, huh, well, why didn't I get that done? And from there, you can learn and grow. All right. That is everything I have for you today. I took the content in a bit of a different direction than I had expected. <laughs> and the thing I really want to leave you with, I mentioned it a couple times, but I really want to drive this point home is that what hurts us when expectations are unmet is not actually the actions from, you know, let's say that other person or uh, plans not going the way that we had hoped is what we make it mean. I mentioned that a couple times. It's our thoughts about what an unmet expectation means. And those thoughts and stories are totally up to you to decide. Let's say something that we expect keeps happening, like doesn't get met, and we just continue to feel more and more disappointed. You got to ask yourself, why do you keep expecting that? It's that saying about we keep doing the same thing and getting the same result. Like, why do we, why do we think that's going to be any different? A lot of managing expectations is self-work. It's not necessarily about telling other people that they need to live up to our expectations or expecting that in our relationship. That great one is that our partners are responsible for our emotions. And in the example that I gave with my own partner, I use the word, uh, my happiness matters to him. That's a lot different from my happiness is his responsibility right? Or her responsibility or their responsibility. So checking in with your languaging around expectations is really important if you're finding that you're often feeling let down. 
Okay. I hope you have a wonderful week, whatever day it is that you're listening to this podcast. And everybody knows that where you can find me, it's on Instagram at Erin Jacqueline Martin, or my website is erinmartincoaching.com. You can sign up for a free consultation there. And I just really love to connect with people. Feel free also to send me any messages about topics that you would like. I am currently uh, in October about to relaunch my revamped one-to-one coaching program called Freedom From Within, where I teach you all of the best tools that I know on how to cope better and manage your emotions. Because once you can stop fearing feeling, your entire world opens up. Have a wonderful day.